It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Darius Garland made his return to the court last night in the Cavs, went over the Pistons. Donovan Mitchell went superhuman to essentially steal the win. But guys, let's start with DG first. What'd you see from the Cavs all-star point guard in his return to action? And it's worth noting that he played 20 minutes, but was not on the court for the final six, seven minutes when the Cavs made their triumphant we, we, return. We still don't know that there was a minutes restriction, right? No one said anything. I thought there. I thought I read that there was. I thought there read. Okay, so that they might be. On the I read Joe Varden's article this morning. Because before the game, I hadn't heard anything yeah, about yeah. a minutes restriction, which there surprised was. me because there's no way he's going to come back and play his first game yeah. in, in the length of time he's no, been out. No, there was. I don't even make so, a big yeah. I, I think if there was a minutes restriction, I won't read too much into the fact that they used his minutes up before the six-and-a-half-minute mark. But I just here's my takeaway, and it's not really directly on Darius Garland. They looked different last night and not in a, not in a good way. <sighs> no, I mean, they they had to get a superhuman effort from Donovan Mitchell in the fourth quarter. He scored, what, 20 in the fourth quarter? 20 in quarter? the fourth, 45 to overall. To beat the, I, the, One of the worst team in the I, NBA. I think they are the worst team, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, once again, I wanted to see exactly how they would play. I watched this game, and I had a microscope on. And sometimes in basketball, the thing that can really, you know, pull the wool over your eyes is points. Like, because somebody gets an amount of points, you feel like that's effectiveness, right? Um, but it doesn't take into account how you got those points. A couple things I noticed, the tempo slowed down a little bit. I thought so, too. Uh, there weren't, weren't, weren't a spread out. Um, there was a lot of uh, what I would call um, clogging in the lane. There were times where uh, Jared Allen would get the ball, but Evan Mobley was around. His guy comes over, and now it's just congested. Uh, there's less Sam Merrill on the floor. Um, wide open threes. There's he didn't play like the last 15. 15 he barely played in the second half. Uh, Max Struess yeah. looks like he's lost. I don't know. Listen, he, he didn't even I, – I, I was confused what he was doing. And the overall defense, the overall defense, when you you let them a team like the 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 Pistons shoot that high of a percentage, you couldn't get stops when you needed them. Um, it just seemed like it was a completely different team, and it was a team that was reminiscent of last year, where they play these games where yes, it looks like these guys are winning. You get Mobley with 15, and Allen with 12 or 13, and you know got Darius Garland gets his 22, and Mitchell gets his 27. But that's the same type of game we was playing last year. It ain't as open. It's not as flowing. And it's just like, it, it strains a little bit. It's like, you know, I just I just saw, it looked like two different teams that I've been watching the last couple of days. It's the first time I've watched the Cavs in the past month where I have said to myself, they, I'm not a fan of this style of basketball. It was that style of I, game. I said earlier that sometimes there's addition by subtraction. And what that means is what it says. You could lose a part and suddenly become better. It's oxymoronic. It doesn't seem like it's possible. But I think last night was subtraction by addition. And, it, and I don't yeah. know if this was like a, like they're all. It's it's the first game back for Garland. You yeah. Know, getting used so I want to see guys. it more. Yeah. But I was troubled watching it. I, I was like, just, just let's turn back the clock to a week ago when I thought they were playing their best. Best basketball. I right. thought 
Their win against Milwaukee, to me, was the epicenter, was, was the apex of what they are and who they can be. And by the way, that's a measuring stick in the East. They might not be the best team in the East, but they're, I think, inarguably in the top three. And they looked great in that game. Last, uh, last night against the Pistons, there were just moments where I was afraid they were going to lose the game. Oh, no. Fourth quarter, I was like, oh, they're going to mess around and lose It felt game. like it was going to be one of those games yeah, you look like, back on later and say, how did they lose that? Do you wonder if it's, you know, part of it might have been the Pistons suck and, and they didn't play, work hard enough defensively. That's possible. You know, you, you see a team with that many losses, but it maybe was just it's hard what, to be motivated. Not even what the Pistons were doing yeah. to us. It was what we were doing. Like, a lot of times, you'll lose a game because the defense is doing something to you that right. you just weren't prepared for. I felt like all our wounds were self-inflicted. What was what was Garland's plus-minus last so, night? Man. Once again, first game back, plus-minus is not a perfect indication. I understand. You, everyone who played yesterday for the Cavs, they're plus-minus because I think there's a trend that's at least worth noting. Not making a big deal out of it, but okay. I do think it's interesting at least to note. Once again, one game back. Minute sample size. Too small Just, to make any rash decisions. This is every Cav who played last night. They're plus minus. Evan Mobley, minus four. Jared Allen, plus 19. Darius Garland, minus 16. Oh, my God. Donovan Mitchell, plus 22. Max Struess, plus five. That's your starting lineup. On the bench, Dean Wade, minus seven. Niang, even zero. Akuro, plus 18. Karis Levert plus seven and Sam. Akuro's always had a pretty good plus minus, hasn't he? And we talk about these guys coming back. Garland helps in certain facilities and certain aspects. Mobley helps in certain aspects. What they do with Akuro, he's become not in the same level of valuable as as Mitchell and Allen. But he brings something that they can't replicate with anyone else. And I agree. I can't believe I'm saying this after everything we talked about with him last no, year. No, I get it. Shout, but shout he he needs year. to be on the court. Like all their I best lineups that. have Isaac Okoro on the court and his transformation. And it usually, you know, he's drafted at 19 after one year at Auburn. They usually make a jump in year two or th- year one to two, then two to three, and then that's kind of the player you think you're going to sure. become. It's taken him a little longer, and you want to say it's on the coaching staff for not developing him fast enough, just his personality, whatever. Who knows? He's turned into a really valuable NBA player. I agree. And all their best lines. What do you say, be, Does that teach us a lesson maybe that all of us, myself included certainly, need to be more patient with Mobley, even though Mobley was a higher pick, that some guys, and Mobley was really young, and some guys take longer to develop. Us, one thing, and I'll let you guys chime in. Possibly. Even when they drafted Okoro, his ceiling was nowhere near where you thought the ceiling Mobley could be. Sure. Akura sure. was never drafted no, to be not the franchise the guy. Mobley was drafted, looked at as a guy who could be the centerpiece of a championship team. So I think right. they're they're different. Agreed. I wasn't trying to insinuate no, but his that. But just, point just is, that guys take time to develop. Whether, yeah. oh, whether that, you that's expect totally them fair. to be totally decent, fair. good, or great, they guys develop at different you know, at on different, different clocks. Yeah. yeah. Very o- fair. Okoro is the Okoro right now is their best defensive player. Okoro is the best on ball defender. He can he can cover ones, twos, threes. He does not give up strength. It's versatile man. He, he he's now now he's now he's knocking down to to some extent that corner three. He gets in a transition. He finishes on the break. He brings energy. He, he's the guy where you look at it and say, okay, he allows he allows Mitchell to do other things like let me play the passing lane. Donovan Mitchell right now is leading, was one of the guys, he's getting almost two steals a game, in, in, I think, last month. Uh, and he allows him to, to play a, a style of basketball where he's not 
guarding those guys. When when Okoro's in the game, he don't got to guard, guard the best guys on the perimeter. Yeah. But when Garland is, and you got Donovan Mitchell, now Donovan Mitchell is, is guarding the shooting guards. And that takes away from his offense. Right? Takes away from his offense on game. the defensive side. I don't – it's just tough. I know, and it's a small sample size. And, and it's not like, you know, this is horrible and they're not – they can't fig- – they, they won the football – they won a the basketball game. But one of the things with the Cavs is they must figure out these rotations. They have to do it. If JB is going to get to the second round of this team – because I believe talent alone is good enough to compete with some of these teams. But I agree with Jay. The top of the food chain at the way they played was how they played at Milwaukee. Milwaukee was at full strength. Fresh Giannis, fresh, uh, uh, fresh uh, Damian Lillard. They had all their pieces and parts out there. Um, uh, Middleton played, but guess what? The Cavs came out there and they played their game. They spread the ball around. They moved it. Donovan was at the tip of the spear and it was working. I'm not sure if they can play that style if Darius is on the ball. But, okay, Mitchell was still on the ball a lot last night. Darius, Darius, not as much. Darius had the ball a lot. I mean, he, he and that's and, what, and, that's what my fear was. They they each take up a lot of oxygen in the room. Well, and I just felt it was forget the score for a second. Yeah. If you were just watching the game and you were comparing it to how they had played right, the Friday could, before, yeah. the ball movement wasn't there. I agree with you that there were too many times where there was a clog in the middle, and it was created by them. Mm-hmm. And I think Mike. This is a theory I have. I'm just curious. To me, I think all teams operate better with a lot of spacing on the floor. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And it felt like the, the Cavs over the last you know month leading into the Milwaukee game had really sort of solved that Rubik's Cube as to what the rotation needed to be. The, you know, the four out, one in, and... Everything was open. Passing lanes were open. The middle was open. Right. And last night, I was just like, wow. It's like we undid all but, of that. But, guys, ultimately, if this team is going to be successful in the playoffs, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley have to be a part of it. They're better players than some of these other guys. So, yes. a co- the coach has to figure out how to make them work within that system. I, we're not just going to put Darius Garland well, on no, the bench. Bull, He's a right. much better player than these guys. Mike, what, what do you say? <laughs> no, Bo's right. At the end of the day, the Cavs' ceiling has those four guys playing a majority of minutes as opposed to Well, then they the better figure and it out and it, because once, they look better without those two. It's one game. It's, if, if they, if they play know. they play tonight in Memphis, they play on Saturday, We're they got a couple games game, coming up. But let's compare the well, I got first. A, I got a stat for you that's going to I know it's how few the No, no, I got a stat for you together. here. Okay. So, and I just went, I was curious as you were talking, Jay. The amount of field goals made to assist in the game. So the percentage of made field goals to assist. That's a big stat, I think. So yesterday. Now, granted, they scored a lot more. They scored 128 yesterday. So yeah. as much as the offense may have looked stagnant, put up 130. Oh, I know. So it's not but like it was also, bad. it was Detroit. 
I understand all the context. They had 26 assists yesterday on 47 made field goals. Okay. So 26, 47, that's over 50%. Yes. And I just went back to last. I can't pull this up. This is game-by-game game box scores. Against the Clippers on Monday, 28 assists on 42 made field goals. See, that, I think that's the formula. Now, that is the peak, but you go back one more game to the Milwaukee game. In my head, I was like, they shared the ball great that game. You ready for this? Yeah. 38 made field goals, 20 assists. It's actually the lowest number of lowest percentage of assists to made field goals. Barely. I mean, it's pretty much the same. It's as, almost identical. In fact. Well, it's Cooper's almost identical to 50. what they did yesterday. So yeah. Oh wait, I had I was thinking 48. Sorry, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah scratch no, that. Scratch they're that. all. So, they're but, all. Yeah. All similar. Well, the the Clipper one was even Clipper was one way, way better way than above. the other two. Yeah. The Clipper one was great, and I, that was again like, like the Milwaukee and the Clipper game to me. Was the best two game stretch I've seen the Cavaliers look since last pre- last regular season. Man, you know, I, I go back and watch Golden State, man, and I watch Steve Kerr, and the way they the they are savants. They're a genius the way they run this stuff. Like when they guys get in the game, they got three or four plays we running for Steph. They got three or four plays they running for Clay. We got three or four plays for Wiggins, right? Whether it's pin downs, whether it's like they change the way that they play based on who's on the floor. It seems a lot with the Cavs. When Merrill comes in the game, I'm, I, I need to get Merrill a shot. You know see what I'm saying? Like I, I, when I grew up, the point guard used to call that. Point guard come up to court. Hey, 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 we want to we want to get we want to get we want to get Mobley some action. Let's just figure out how to do it. Yeah. Sam Merrill on the court, he didn't hit two in a row. We're going to run that same that right. same down screen when we hit it to him. I think they have to spend the next, well, we're at the end of December, so you Three got a January. You got two and a half months till the playoffs start, yeah. right? So they, they're, they have to spend that time, now that everybody's healthy again, figuring out how to how to cut down the rotation because you can't – nobody's playing 10, 11 guys doesn't in the playoffs. doesn't that come at the peril of a guy like Sam Merrill? Well, who, maybe it shouldn't. We're going to talk more about Sam Merrill in a minute. Maybe he should be one of those eight bulls. guys. Yeah. But you can't just cut out Garland and Mobley. They're too talented. And even though, yes, they've played better without them, in the long run, it's the regular season. And we saw last year that the regular season meant nothing when the playoffs started. And so, I think the way the, – the balance is – keeping those shooters in there like Merrill, who's the best shooter on the team and finding a way to use Darius Garland and Evan Mobley in the system that's succeeding, finding a balance. It's not going to be exactly the same, but they've got to be able to, you know, put it all together if they're going to win in the playoffs. I agree with that, but here's my fear. I know we keep saying it's one game. We saw them together to start the season. They did not look good. And that was for an extended stretch. We saw them all together last year. And although it worked in the regular season, as we've said a million times, it's almost a different sport once the calendar flips to the postseason. Right, so we, but we they don't haven't know. figured it out, and they've but, had a lot of time to do it. Right, but we don't know if the way they've won the last month and a half is going to win in the postseason either. We don't, but we know the way they won last year in the regular season ain't it either. So well, you got to try something new. Well, but they just because you're bringing Mobley and Garland new uh, uh, back – doesn't mean you're going to play the same old way. You're right. They played poorly early in the season. No disagreement there. But So we got to try something My new. assumption is, and if I'm wrong, then okay, then that's probably stupid by the Cavs. My assumption is, well, now that these guys are back and now they know how well they played without them, well, we have to figure out something in between. Well, we were playing great without them. We weren't playing well. We don't want to go that style because that's bad. We can't go 100% this, this most recent style because – 
the, we got to fit these guys in. They're great players. Sure. How do you find an in between where we? And we, that's where we, the coach we comes we in. Play, we play a style that's maybe similar to what we've been doing, a little different, sure. not what it was last year or early in the season, but where we could get everybody to so excel J- and reach and our peak. JB's problem is job. a good one. JB's yeah. problem is a good one. You've yes. got a lot of great pieces. You've got a lot of great ingredients. Now make a wonderful dish. Last year we talked about they had no depth. They got a lot of depth right now. And we're going to talk about that one sec. Bull, last point to what you said, then we'll move on to Sam Merrill. In the playoffs, when you play a team potentially seven times in a row, matchups play a huge role in the style of basketball you can play. We know the Cavs have at least shown us they can play a four-out, one-in. We've seen last year they won with two bigs. They at least have a little versatility to play some matchup games if they want. Uh, we'll talk some more Cavs tomorrow night. Jason and myself on the first ever Ultimate Cavs show. Make sure you guys tune in. That airs at 5 o'clock. I don't have the super ready for Anthony, hey Mike, but it airs at 5 o'clock. What's up? Who, before we get to Sam Errol specifically, you know, right now the Cavs are the four seed. Yes. They play, I think, the Sixers are the five seed at the moment. They're, they're right? a couple away from the three seed, too. Yeah, they're right. A couple away from the two seed. I think seed. between two and five, it's like two games or a game and a half or something. Game and a half between two and five. So let's let's assume the Celtics and the Bucks finish one, two, and that the Cavs will finish three, four, or five. Yes. Now, obviously, you'd rather, like, three is the best case scenario because then you play one of those other teams. So between the Knicks and the Sixers, who is the better matchup for the Cavs? I do not want to see the Knicks in the playoffs. They're both bad either. matchups. Frankly, I, they're both bad matchups, but I do not want is to Is that just because of last year, or is there more to it than that? I think Brunson is a legitimate bonus. We talked about Donovan Mitchell getting snubbed of an all-star starting spot by Dame, Mitch, uh, Dame Lillard. We probably should have talked about Jalen Brunson in that same conversation. He's having a better season than both Mitchell and Dame Lillard. Uh, they have size. They have two bigs, but they can spread out their bigs. So you're going to guard Julius Randle with Dean Wade, and they just traded for OG Ananobi who's one of the best defensive players in the league. He'll hound Donovan Mitchell for seven games. Not saying Mitchell can't score, but that makes his job infinitely more hard. So you, uh, I like them. So if the Cavs end matchup. up as the four or the five seed, you would say there'd be an underdog to either Philly or New York. Is that what you're saying? As of today, yeah. yeah. It, it could change, okay. but as of today, yeah. So, and if they were the three seed, of all those teams that are in the mix for like six. I love their matchup against Indiana. Yeah. Miami, I have no clue what Miami's going to look like in playoff time. They're like, always dangerous in the playoffs. But I like them against anyone else. I think the Cavs, seeding wise, trying to go for the three seed is like a I, that, very that, big necessity for them. Very doable. Very, very doable. They're very yeah. close right now. Half a game out. And, and Mike, I think you, what you just said is something that I repeated to a friend of mine even before last night's game. I said the, the, the train on the track that's coming towards us is that we're either the four or the five because we're going to get the Knicks. Because if we're the four, they're going to be the five. And if we're the five, they're going to be the four. We need the three. And I know it sounds stupid, but for some reason, the Knicks scare me more than even Milwaukee does, and I don't know why that is, the but like, are a it's a matchup, matchup thing. Knicks are a wonky matchup. They're, yes, they're, they're very tough for us. Would you say, and Boston's a tougher matchup for the Cavs than, uh, than Milwaukee, correct? I agree with yes. that. Yeah. So if, if the Cavs can get the three seed, not only do they have a much better chance of winning in the first round because you're playing Orlando or Miami or much Indiana in as opposed to Philly or... Yeah. And you get to play Milwaukee as opposed to Boston in the second round. Now, obviously, the Cavs are going to be an underdog either way. I'm gonna tell you but you I like, like our chances better. against Milwaukee get better than Boston. Seed. Unless unless they play one guy in, four guys out, they are not beating nobody. I'm just going to tell you all right I, now. I believe that, too. It's like, Mike, what do you, you think of that? When you revert back to your old thing because it's comfortable, 
That that, that but you there, just, ha- there could be an in between between the old thing yeah. and the one in four. I think There's got to be it. somewhere but, in between. There has, I, to, be a, there I has will, to be a happy medium. But I will like, say there has this: to be. I just don't believe you can play Evan Mobley and and and, and uh, Allen at the same time. You just can't. If they're going to play the majority of their minutes together, and you're going to say just because they're talented, they cancel each other out. They, like they are the same person, but you one may be right there. Number. But they're gonna, but but Garland and Mitchell are gonna have to play together a lot. That's that, fine. You know, you, yeah. that's but, a, but but here's the thing: I would yeah. I would keep I would keep uh, either Allen and Mitchell or Garland and and, uh, and, and Mobley. You either one, one, but you can't pay those guys in major minutes and expect because why? I'll give you this question: If you plan, if you plan to, uh, you plan the Knicks. They're already getting washed out by by the bigs. Robinson, Robinson down low. That's a bad matchup. They got Ananobi with size and girth. Their guards are big. So now they about to put that on Donovan Mitchell. That's why they're And then you got Brunson on Garland. He can't do nothing with that. You cannot. The only way you're going to beat them is if you you got shooters out there like Merrill and Struess and you run your guards and then you make people be on the island. I think we got to give these new guys a couple of weeks to fit in and see what it looks like. Well, well, speaking of new guys, guys and how we're going to figure bad. out well, but I, I know yeah, what you mean. yeah. To figure out this new rotation, we're going to see in the coming weeks, I guess, and really months, how many guys JB Bickerstaff truly trusts because in the last couple of weeks with given opportunities, Sam Merrill has turned into one of kind of a cult legend in Cleveland, but <laughs> yes. not just that, one of the most effective efficient volume shooters in the NBA. And they take this graphic full here, per 36 minutes. So this averages out everyone on a 36-minute basis. Sam Merrill is shooting more three-point attempts per 36 minutes than any other player in the NBA. And check out the percentage. And making Not goal. only is he letting it fly, he's making them at a clip that's better than Steph Curry. I that's told you. That is Steph. Now, they are very different players. Sam Merrill is not yeah, Steph Curry. Steph brings other things to the party. Sam Merrill, in my opinion, has carved out a role in this offense I that agree. they cannot replicate. And we only saw him play seven minutes on Monday against the Clippers. There are certain matchups that certainly do not favor him. We didn't see him play much in the second half yesterday when I thought maybe they could have used him. He had 11 points in the first half. I'm curious in your guys' opinion. So, has Sam Merrill done enough to carve out a continued spot in this rotation? Absolutely, even with, he has. Well, I think we all agree that he back. does. But here's the question, Mike. So in the playoffs, you usually use eight guys, right? Usually. Most likely, yes. Okay. So the Cavs use 10 guys right now. Yep. Let's. I think we probably all agree that if you one of the guys you boot out is Dean Wade. Do we all agree with that or no? I agree with that. You didn't even ask me. Mike, are you in agreement on that or no? It depends. If you're going four out, one in, Dean Wade has to play. Okay. See, because so, he does some things that you need. But, but if you you're going to play, play You Sam can't play Merrill, four guys who are 6'5". Sam under. Merrill's role, Bull, is yeah. in a shooter's spot when you're coming out of a timeout and you need, you need threes, yeah. he's good in that case. Okay. But the problem is you're only using him if you're down and you're trying to cut into a lead. Right, but if you – so if you – like who are the two guys you're cutting out from the rotation? If so, it's up to you, Mike. I mean, right now, yeah. like Dean Wade drives you crazy sometimes, but if you're not going to play Mobley and Allen together, you need Dean Wade because you can't just go four guards. And George Niang is a solid defender – one of those two's getting cut. So I guess in that case, yeah, Wade is probably the one. There you goes. go. Okay, so Wade knocks us down to nine. Who's the other guy? You got to play Okoro. Okoro's not. Okoro. Uh, yeah, he's not leaving. Levert's you you got to play the big no, four. Okoro and Levert. And you're going to play Struess. You're going to play Levert. And that's where the Merrill question comes in. So is it? So you move it? Is Niang out of the list? Off the list? Well, you can't take both bigs out. 
So who are you taking out? See, that's 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 the question so, I'm so, asking. So, so, so I'm telling you, that's why I keep coming back to the notion that's crazy. I know it seems crazy, but you have a glut of talent. I don't think a trade is out of the I, I because I keep running into that same brick wall bowl. I don't know you, what the answer is. Right. So, the but pro- I'm not winning with good players on the bench. I mean, in in a perfect world, Donovan Mitchell would sign a long term extension. And you'd be able to turn Darius Garland into a wing player. But we don't live in that world. That no. That's not going to happen. And the thing is, I said a number of weeks ago, yeah. what I would do is I would first go to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And I would say, listen, we, we need to know that you're here for more than a minute. We want to build this thing around you. And we want to maximize some other talent that we have to bring in some assets to help you win. Not guys that look like you, guys that can compliment you. But, but here, and 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 if he if you present him with a long-term extension and he signs it, to me, I know it seems like blasphemy every time I say it on this show, I get ridiculed, but I'm going to say it again. Garland is a chip. The problem is Mike was saying this the other day. We were making Mike and G and Tyvis and I think Earl was in the conversation. Was talk, we're talking about like kind of where does Darius Garland rank amongst the the, guard, the point guards in the NBA, and I think you guys had him like in the middle, like he's fifteen, like right? 13, 13, 14, 15. and that's okay. fair. So I think like, but he's still a piece, guys. Right, but like, oh, but right, let's get crazy now for a minute, okay? Let's say in theory Mitchell was willing to sign because you wouldn't even consider trading Garland unless you knew Mitchell was going to. You stay. can't. He's your safety net. Right. That's when what I'm Mitchell saying. walks, you need Darius right. Garland. So you're not going to trade Mitchell unless you but knew for sure. But I don't think sure you need both of them. That mi- but could you, it, let's say, lo- get, go La La Land with Mike here. If you, and I know people are going to say he's going to be a free agent, so why would you do it? Well, because you want to win now. It, in theory, is there a package you could put, a, if Mitchell were to sign an extension? Okay. I, I know I'm probably not living in reality, but if he were, is there a package you can create? with Darius Garland that wouldn't kill your team to get LeBron James. Yeah, Garland's a max player. You could trade him straight up money-wise for almost anybody. But what, what else would the Lakers want in that deal? What would they want? Yeah. Mobley? Yeah, well, you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like, I don't think you're getting LeBron for Garland, Levert, and a 2027 first-round pick. Like, Sam Merrill and Levert and Garland's not getting you LeBron. No, I think Sam Merrill's a perfect guy to have with LeBron. I'm just saying, like, you're asking, like, how about you offer them Pete Nance, Isaiah Mobley, and Ty Jerome? And yeah. I'm asking like, you, okay. So you'd have to trade Mobley. Yeah, there's which, no way you're getting yeah. you can't do yeah. that. So let me ask you guys this. Yeah. What, because this, this is the bet that you're making and the question that you need to answer. Where do the Cavs have the best chance of winning a championship? Keeping Mobley. Yeah. Or trading for LeBron? Trading for LeBron. At least, I mean, so why can't you trade? Now, as crazy as it may seem, Mike, I know some people are going to lose their minds, especially because, you know, I'm not a big basketball guy. You would. Right? But, and if people want to kill me, that's fine. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Sure. If you did trade Mobley and Garland for LeBron, that's okay, a squad. in theory. That's a squad. <laughs> think a about squad. Your, your, your lineup now, you got... And now you have that piece that can win you a championship. Right. Like the Cavs... The Cavs could win a championship with that team, correct? Yeah. No doubt they could. You have Mitchell, LeBron, Allen, Struess, who's a perfect LeBron guy. Merrill's perfect. Merrill's a perfect LeBron guy. And Okoro's your defensive guy. You've got every single piece you need. It's a really good LeBron team if that's the trade you make, yeah. 
It's never gonna happen, but it's a really good trade. If, so if the Cavs are gonna make a trade, and I do think they're gonna be aggressive at the deadline, the one do? thing they're missing, yeah, because they have a bunch of guys that kind of have overlapping skill sets. I think they can package two or, th- and you're not getting a LeBron, but you could like, I don't know if money wise this works. I'm spitballing. I haven't looked at the trade machine, but like if you package Niang and Dean Wade to try to get like a Cam Johnson, someone from the Nets who are gonna try selling to get some money back. Cam Johnson's a six-seven wing with oh, size I, and shooting. I'll, t- I'll take that today. That then makes you better, and it eliminates that we have nine guys. How do we play all nine in the playoffs? Well, you trade two for one. Yeah. Upgrade and, that one, and, and now you're so, better. Now that's what I think the Cavs. Maybe so not Cam Johnson, Royce O'Neal. There, there are some Mike, candidates in that range. Let but. me ask you a question. Um, money-wise, how would that trade work out? The two for one on LeBron. How would that work? I would think that would work. It yeah, works. well, Garland's a max player. We keep yeah. like, left. I know. Darius Garland makes $55 million a year. <laughs> I know he does. Would the ca- so, I'm putting in the machine so the trade machine right now. So why would the Lakers not do it? Let's start there. Because if we all agree that the Cavs would absolutely be a championship contender, yeah. we know why the Cavs would do it. But, we, but Mike says they won't, which they probably won't because they think in long term. You better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you Le- better. LeBron is. If Bobley ends up being what he is now, yeah. LeBron's a hundred. Why would you not take a guy that people think? Well, is the a Lakers uniform? would do that trade. Yes. The Lakers Stra- would absolutely straight up money wise, Jay. Trade. You asked in the trade machine. Yeah. Straight up money wise, Garland and Mobley for LeBron works. Straight up. Is there another piece that the, the Cavs could get back in that deal? Roy that Hachimura. They'd have to get something back. Can They'd I have to get something back, but then you got to add more salaries. But because... even an expiring contract or whatever. Can right, I, let, let, me, let me ask you guys this, okay? And, and, I, and I get it. Like, if you traded away Darius and Mobley, and then LeBron plays for two years, he goes off the cliff in the second year, yes. and, 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 and Donovan walks, you're, this franchise is, you, you suck. Why would Donovan but, walk? You got another you ring. What do you think the chances are, you, 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 without you, LeBron, you want it, you of want the it. Cavs winning a championship as they're currently constituted over the next five years? I think, no, I think the best question, so yeah. I think this is even the next step. Yeah. What are the chances uh, that Evan Mobley and Darius Garland are the two best players on the championship team? Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Because you, you assume Mitchell's gone. And if Mitchell's gone, you got those two pieces. Are they going to win a championship with Mobley and, and, and Darius Garland? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I, there's a chance, but based on what I know right now, no. Be, because you some, what do you think, Mike? I agree with Jay on that. What, Sorry, what, I, was, I was playing with the trade machine. The what, Cam, Cam Johnson makes too much money. That, that do you think the Cavs with, will, can win a championship with Garland and Mobley as the two best players? What's funny is this all goes back to the Browns conversation. Is Deshaun Watson going to be Deshaun Watson who we expect and think? Is Evan, does Evan Mobley develop a shot? That's a big, no, that's, that's, no a that's not a good comparison. That's because we don't the know Sean, Evan Mobley can the, be the, the, here. Deshaun Watson Sean Watson been in top five guys. I'm just saying the whole thing, to answer both question, if Evan Mobley turns into the player the Cavs thought they were that drafting That wasn't the question. Three, can, do he you said, think, can they win in five years with Evan Mobley and Garland? No, no. As their best two players. If Mobley turns into the player, this unicorn that everyone says he can be, then the answer is yes. Right, That's but there's certainly no short thing there. Well, as part of the answer to that question, you have to decide personally whether you is think he that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, then to so I ask my- you, Mike, will they, can they win a championship with Garland and Mobley as their two best players? And based that on what you think they're going to be over the next five years, in your opinion? No. So if the Cavs feel that way, if you, so another, so if, do you think if, if they made that trade today that they could win a championship this year? I do. Yes. With LeBron, Donovan Mitchell, and Jared Allen as their 
default big three. And they yes. still have a you know good depth around them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like they they could. Could. Bench. Right. I think they I, could. Bull, I'll go a yeah. step further. I think, now this may be blasphemous, yeah. I think that that team would just be a little below the team that won it in 2016. Well, I mean, I mean, I love Kyrie and I love all, everything he brought, but right. you're, you're you're replacing Kyrie with Donovan Mitchell, and you're you're, you're replacing with, Tristan Thompson with Jared Allen, which is an upgrade. By the way, who's a better player? Who? Kyrie then, Donovan Mitchell now. Kyrie was is so even? good. Bull, is it even? It might be. I mean, Donovan's really, really, really good. I know. So it might be a push. It might be a push. So my okay. My, let's call it a push. Yeah. Now your third best player was Kevin Love. The Cavs' third best player, after you made this trade, would be Jared Allen. Allen. Yes. I mean, now, obviously, Kevin loves – they're different type of players. They are different type of players. Uh, I I would think we'd all agree Kevin Love is better. Well – but they're yeah. different. They're both great rebounders. But but defensively, Jared defensively, Allen Jared is Allen way but, better. You know, obviously. But Kevin Al- Kevin Love is much better what shooter. What we haven't but, discussed yet yeah. needs to be brought into the equation because we're just spitballing and we're having fun. Yeah. However, think about the infusion of energy, not oh just God. in the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. but in the city of Cleveland. Yeah. If he does come back. Yeah. And and obviously you you wouldn't want him to be a rental. I think you'd have a pretty good chance that you could sign him. If he were will- First if he was willing to come back in a trade, you'd think he'd stay. So if yeah. I'm the Cavs and I call the Lakers and I say, we've got Mobley and Garland tickets booked to L.A. right now. Uh, yeah. We want LeBron and we want to talk to him about an extension for two years. And you know what? I, I, I don't know I why you wouldn't do you. that deal. I would still take the chance even if he wouldn't, even if he wasn't willing to do it to now. To go for it like the Rams for a championship. Yeah, let's go I all would in. do let's it go. because, and, and I get it. In football and baseball, I'm a nerd. I'm one of the ba- the nerds. In basketball, I'm not. And the basketball nerds are pissed at this conversation. Right <laughs> oh, now. They listen, throwing, they, they're they, pissed. They are slipping. But they ask are, all of them, do, which team gives you the better chance to win, as constituted or Mobley and Garland are, off with LeBron If they made on. that trade to today, oh, the our whole thought about this team completely changes. What a, and, by the way, the interest in this franchise, in the, the city, roof. Goes immediately back to 2016 levels through the roof. And, and by the way, one thing we left out when you say, "Well, they're only slightly below the the team that won the championship." You know what, though? The Golden the State Warriors. The rest of the NBA is not as good. The go- Nobody's close to what the Warriors Golden were. Golden State Warriors statistically had the best regular That's season right. of all time. Go- and that 16 they had to team beat won. an all-time great team. Right, There's that no team doesn't exist right now. And if you think I'm text crazy, text Jason and ask him if that's a good trade. If, if he would do that trade. If you think I'll I'm text crazy, Jason. and Jason's the basketball go back, nerd go, that would say, go back and no watch way. the Raptors. Go back and watch a couple years of that Raptors series where the Cavs just dominated them and they hit 30, 40 threes a game. Right. That's what would happen. I mean, we got Struess, Niang, Merrill. I would say, I mean, I would say the 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 players like six through nine on this Cavs team are, are better than the championship. No, teams. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now I'd say three, four, five. The those Cavs teams were better. But, You're right. But, I agree. And let's face it, LeBron was better then. I just shoot out, reach out to Jason. I will and see what he thinks of that. Uh, we got 15 new members today. Phil Bowman gifted 10 memberships. Nice, Evan four nine awesome. gifted five. We appreciate you guys. Someone Mike, where does LeBron rank right now, in your opinion, in the best player list in the NBA? Right now, like between six and ten. I oh, think he's so still too. top ten. He's still yeah, I, he's still top ten. I yeah. agree too. And I'll say this about LeBron: when the playoffs come around and he's motivated and he, he wants to yeah. be, he can be in the top five. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. what do you want? Right, yeah. And then we'll get to play keep cut trade. But someone you guys may have heard of, uh, Corey Crawford. Maybe you're familiar with him. Just texted me he and is said blood. Mitchell can't hold the flame to 2016. Kyrie, come on. So we'll make that a topic next week. When oh, Corey, on. you're wrong on that. No, so I'm we sorry, will, we son. Will, I have to tell you, you're we'll wrong. We'll make that a topic. But Kyrie, uh, I even said, oh, Kyrie was phenomenal. Kyrie was phenomenal, phenomenal. But Donovan Mitchell, if he's not better, I think yeah. he's a push or just right. I, I, the more I think about it, I'd give Kyrie the edge, but only by a little. I think our memories have yeah, like, yeah. Fa- we have faded how good Kyrie was, and that's you said true. it yesterday. Oh no, <laughs> he hit oh, the no. shot and that brought the us the title. We know Kyrie can make big shots in the we biggest know spots. It. Yeah. We don't know if Donovan can do that. No, in fact, yeah. I've seen Donovan shrink in big moments. That's right, especially here. All right, let's play keep cut trade, guys. We got six of these, and we got super chats at the very end. So let's. Get right into it. These are all sports. We'll start with some Browns. We'll go to a little Cavs. And we're going to end with the fun one. This is keep, cut, trade. We haven't pulled it out in a while. And let's have some fun. You guys know the rules. Keep, you cut, and you trade. We don't have to explain it anymore. First one. How about the Browns Brain Trust? Keep, cut, trade. Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Berry, and Jim Schwartz. Oh, that's a tough one. Jeez. I'm keeping Stefanski. I, that, that much I know. Me too. So it's a it's a matter of cutting and trading. I would trade Schwartz because I think he has more value. And I just do I, it I as a rank. You, you in other cut. words, keep is the best guy. Trade is the second See, best I, guy. I always look I, at that's it. That's how I'm when doing it. When it gets down it, to two and three, because yeah. the one that you're keeping, you're you're banking on. Yeah. But when it gets down to two and three, I have to look at value in a trade. And I think Jim Schwartz has great value in a trade. I don't know how many teams would come to the Browns and say, hey, look, we'll give you something for Andrew Barry. And I hate to say that because I respect Andrew Barry and think, by and large, he's done a really good job. I'm I'm keeping – I'm going to keep Schwartz. Woo! Wow! I'm I'm keeping Schwartz. Um, I I don't want to deal with no defense. I don't want to deal with that no more. Stay over there like Spagnola and be there for 35 years. Dick LeBeau, 40 years over that side. I think the person who has the most value is Kevin Stefanski. Somebody will mess around pay a first-round pick for Stefanski. Yeah, he might have more value than Schwartz in a trade. If Stefanski was in this coaching search, he would have got a job. He's washing all of those guys. They they take Stefanski. Now, Andrew Barry, I like him. Um, if I cut him, I think he could get a job somewhere else. Um, I just think that if you're comparing them, I think the other two have done a better job than Andrew Barry. Not saying he hasn't. I think if they are like at a A minus, he's at a B plus. Yeah, I, it's a good point, G. I would in the end, I'm going to go with Jay on this. I'm going to go keep Stefanski, trade Schwartz, and cut Barry. But I like them all. All right. Next up, let's talk about some quarterbacks here, and you can take this however you want. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Keep cut trade. <sighs> Dang man, this is this is uh, this is like saying you go to BW three Z. Like, do you want mild, medium, or regular? <laughs> like, you're like, well, I know because it's interesting. The three guys he gave us. Well, of all of them, I'm keeping Dak. Dak and, and Cousins have both been. Excellent regular season players and bad postseason players. That's, that's They're very point. similar. I, I I don't really b- know that Dak's any Dak better than though Cousins. has a higher ceiling in the regular season. I, yes. Cousins has never had a regular season like Dak just had. He's put up some huge numbers. That's true. I say that and I'm not completely sure that's yeah, true. I mean he's <laughs> he, it's close. I mean 
And then Watson has the highest ceiling of them all, but I don't know if he can ever reach it again. So And again, uh, on the trade part of it, you got to trade that contract too. Do you want us to factor that in or we got to decide individually? He said take it how you want. Yeah, however okay. you want. How do you want it? (laughs) If you ask me. Who are you keeping? Let's start there. I'm I'm keeping Dak. I'm trading Cousins. I'm cutting Deshaun if I had to. I think he's the worst of the three right now. Yeah, but. Now, Cousins is coming off a bad injury. I'm going to call an audible. I'm with you. I'm going to keep Dak. Yeah. I am trading Deshaun. Okay. Because I'm not going to factor in the contract. Yeah. If I factor in the contract, I got to cut him. Right, right, sure. Uh, and I think he's younger than Cousins by yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is why I think on the trade market, if there was no salary attached to it, yeah. more eyeballs would be raised when I said I'm willing to move Deshaun than would be raised if I said I'm willing to move Kirk. Kirk here's is a, 35. Yeah, right. and that's, that's so that one's easy for me. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. Um, man. Now be careful. I'm taking, uh, listen, first of all, out of all these three, I need, um, I need, if I feel like I want to get to a Super Bowl, I need, I need somebody with a, with a, with a big ceiling. And I don't think Kirk Cousins and Dak got the ceiling. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I'm keeping him. And I feel like I can't trade his contract anyway. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is 35, just came off an injury. I'm cutting you. And uh, I think I can get something for uh, Dak Prescott, new start somewhere else. And build around him. I hey, think I'll get some from Jack Prescott. Really are all in on Deshaun. Does, like, I have it's no choice. A real thing. You, you, you I have get no choice. That. No, I, you have I, a choice. I, I mean, get, no, I get your I angle get of thinking. it, that I, and I agree. If he played the Houston Deshaun was better than either of these guys. But guys, you said you're knock on Dak, and I'm assuming yeah. that you would say this too. Is the playoffs right? But what has Deshaun done in the playoffs? But Deshaun hasn't played as long as those guys. They haven't had he hasn't had as many chances to fail as those guys. Well, have. that's true. Yeah, and, yeah. and now he hasn't done anything in the playoffs either. It's, but right. he hasn't failed as often as it, they have. It, I, I look that's at it. True. I look at their track record of failure. I look longer. at it. You know, it's yeah. like the military. Listen, man, I can't be half stepping when I'm going up against my homes and them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I need you to be able to hit another level, Kirk Cousins. We can't have you going twenty or thirty-two and, and check down Charlie. You know what I wonder? We talked about Joe Flacco actually said, or his coach, somebody told us, maybe it was Joe, that there's that light that goes off in the playoffs, and then you finally get it. And I wonder if in the second half of the Cowboys' loss to the Packers, if Dak didn't get it. If you just watch that second half, Dak Prescott looked really good. Now, the pressure was off. That's what I'm talking That's exactly what I was going to say. But maybe that was enough to get him over the hump in the future. We'll see. Yeah, I mean... I still think there's a chance, again, it, John Elway wasn't young when he won his first Super Bowl. No, and John got boat raced yeah. in his first two, right? Dak's yep. out of here. Go ahead, Mike. For the record, I actually agree with G on that one. To win a Super Bowl, you need a ceiling, and I'm, I'm trusting the guy. Hey, I don't Hopefully think it's crazy either. I don't yeah. think it's crazy. Uh, so far, you've done, given us two excellent ones. I gotta yeah, get yeah the pairing that, really that was tough, hard. Man. That was real hard. Yeah. All right, next one. This is nothing to do with Browns, but I think these are all guys in the conversation for second, third, and fourth best quarterbacks in football behind Mahomes. Keep cut trade. Josh Allen. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. I hate you. Now you know. I mean, you know what I'm going. Well, and I'm I'm going where I'm you're gonna going. Take, I, I I'm going to take. I think I leave my biases out of it. Obviously, he you know Burrow was hurt this I'm year. I'm keeping Burrow, but I'm keeping Burrow. He's the only guy to have real playoff success. Right, and he, and he's the only guy that's beating Mahomes. You talk about I got to beat Mahomes. Well, I know he can beat Mahomes. He's done he has. It. Uh, I'm trading Josh Allen. I think J- Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are close. And Lamar is probably going to have two MVPs, so you could argue he's been better in those two years. 
The difference is I'm way more worried about Lamar getting hurt than I, I am, am Josh too. Allen Even though hurt. Josh runs too much for my life. Right, but he's too. never missed a game. No. Never, because he's built like a brick so you know, I, what I, house. I'm exactly so where I'm you are. So I'm keeping Burrow. I'm trading Allen. I'm cutting Lamar, but it's another great uh, question. Okay, I, I like, to, I like yeah. to think of it a different way. Um, which version of the Browns would be the best if you took one of those guys and put them on a roster as, as is? Which version of the Browns? Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow. Me, so you put Burrow in the Browns. I mean, with Stefanski, yeah, with oh, Stefanski, kill it with this. Yeah, Joe yeah. Burrow. I bet Stefanski wakes up at night uh, from dreams that Joe Burrow is his quarterback. I mean, listen, I think Stefanski would succeed with any of these guys. I do They're too. all excellent quarterbacks. But but I think if Stefan, if you ask if you ask Kevin Stefanski of those three guys, who would you want? In it, truth. You know, he was never going to get out, but you asked him the truth. I think he'd say Burrow. Now, can I don't know you, that for sure. And then I think it would be Josh, and then yes, I think it would be Lamar. I think it would be in that order. Can you – Can you? Yeah, I don't even want to say that. I can't imagine uh, it. Uh, here's – I'm going to say this. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with them. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Can You Slay the Dragon and uh, – He's done it. Bur- Burrow slayed the dragon. The rest of the two is, is, is baffled by – And matter of fact, he made y'all look bad. He, he – it, it, it was, it was low-key – a, 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 a gentleman's 21 point spanking. It, it, it did like when you watch what Mahomes did to Allen and Mahomes did in y'all's backyard. It was like low key. He wasn't even pressed about right. it. Yeah. If, he, if, he, if, you're grading, if you're grading them based on playoff success, Burrow's been the best. Allen's been the second best and Lamar's been the worst in that's, the playoffs. And that's what doesn't mean he can't turn it around. He's still very young. That's true. I think Lamar's actually younger than Burrow. By like a couple of months, yeah, I, even though he was drafted. Yeah, really? Yeah, because he was so young when he was drafted. Mike, can you check that out? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, think. because Burrow had the transfer year where right. he sat out. I think Burrow, Burrow's like a year older than Bur- Jackson. Or Burrow, like thirty-five. All no, those guys are all around the same age. <laughs> yeah, Burrow, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lamar, Allen. even Mahomes, Allen, yeah, they're all close. Baker. They're all like pretty yeah. close in age. Lamar Jackson is twenty-five days younger than Joe Burrow. Wow. How old is Lamar now? 26, 27? 27. Just turned twenty-seven. So Joe Burrow's 20. 27 and 53 days. Lamar Jackson's 27 and 27 days. So, wow. look, uh, hey, hey, watch it. Did they, is that the same draft? They're the same draft? No, Lamar was in Josh Allen's draft. Josh Allen, 27 and 256 days, so he's a couple okay. months older. No, I think the 2020 draft might be the greatest draft ever of quarterbacks. It's loaded. Loaded. Because you've got Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Hurts. And Jordan Love. And Jordan Love. Let's see how it plays They're all out. good quarterbacks. The 1983 draft was yes. quarterback draft. Marino, Elway. Yeah. No, was it Elway? Kelly, Kelly. Marino, Elway. Um, Bledsoe? Tony no, Eason no, no. was in that draft yeah, and no, had no. some success Chat, early, but uh, he faded off. The Jets drafted somebody. It, it, Tony Eason. Oh, yeah, yeah. In no, that was the Patriots. The tw- 2004 draft. Oh, it was uh, Ken O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Ken yeah. O'Brien. There was also Eli... Big Ben and Philip Rivers in the same. That was a good that's one tough. too, right? But this that's might be tough. five guys. Now they're all, yeah. they're not going to be all Hall of Fame quarterbacks, no. but five tough. good starting quarterbacks. That's tough. Okay, what else we have? Uh, we got three more. This is the uh, the Mount Rushmore of Cavs shooters minus a head because I didn't put myself on here. All time great Cavs shooters: <laughs> Sam Merrill, Kyle Korver, Booby Gibson, and yes, Sam Merrill's in this conversation. <laughs> I mean, he's only done it for eight weeks. Don't care. I'm still going with Sam Merrill. I'm keeping him. <laughs> I know. I, I just, agree. Look, his, I agree. His numbers are Steph-like. Told, and that's all I have to do. I, I know it's a short, but hey, you know what? Eight weeks is, that's hey, who you are. Hey, McNuggets, that's who you are. So I, I'm keeping I, him. McNuggets, I might be able to retire off that pick. 
I might as well just just that retire. Was you, that was, no, that was from. phenomenal. I, I well, between that and Dewan Jones. Yeah, that was that. Well. I, I'm going to go sleep on that. I'm going to cut Booby Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just personally offended Earl. I know I did. Sorry, I, Earl. He was only hot against the Pistons. That was it. He had a flash. <laughs> but he I really hot. like Booby. Booby's a great guy. Shout I out love to, him. Shout out Is to. it just their time with the Cavs or their whole careers? It could be their whole careers, but I was then, thinking. Oh, these, oh. Then I'm keeping Corver. I'm trading Booby, and I'm cutting Sam. I like Sam Merrill, but he's only done it for Yeah, I was only going on their time with the Cavs. What's yeah. Corver's three-point percentage for his career? I don't think it's 43%, but it's got to be close. I, I, Kyle Korver's up there in terms of the all-time great three I know he is. He really is. I For his career, yeah. 42.9%. So, technically, my guy's got him. I'm, I'm going with, I'm keeping Sam Merrill. I'm trading Ashton Kutcher. You're um, keeping Sarah Merrill, too? Ashton Kutcher. I'm trading Ashton Kutcher. And, um, Booby, I love you to death, bro. Shout out to you, bro. But, um. He's yeah, we, we got it. We got to cut. And by the way, um, McNuggets, this is a fair question. I'm going to ask him in a couple of weeks. You talking who, to Booby? No, nah, I'm talking oh. about Monty Bates. Is he? He's a, coming on. Yeah. Is it, who? Who? Who's? Who's three point shot is better? Me or him? No, it's me. no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about him and Sam Merrill. It's Sam. Oh, I wish I'm, we could have I, a three point shootout. What is? What is? What is he? Monty Bates shooting? 42.6, which is not 43.1. No, he's shooting. Okay, five, no, that's not true. He's shooting 25%. For <laughs> I, that's a fact. You always try to, he always detracted. He had to throw back to this I'm one. I'm such a hater. By the way. But that's a fact. I mean, I, I'm not I, making that up. I want to see an Imani Bates, Sam Merrill, Mikey McNuggets three-point three shootout. Shoot I would love great. to set that up in the offseason. Sam Merrill, so we talked to Sam. In June, in pre- can we yeah. make that happen? I think I, I got pretty An close ultimate to the Cavs, Cleveland guys. sports show extravaganza. Yeah. We get the three of them together. We pick a court and we televise it live. I'm telling you, people. Listen, would I'll, tell you, I'll need, tell you right we now. We need some. I, I think we should also get like whoever the best three point shooter is on the Cleveland State women's team because I want complete diversity there. Yeah. I think that will create another level of energy. Can Let's you imagine do it. though if she if she just wipes I will not, out everybody. And Earl has to participate Certainly too. Could. Huh? Earl has to participate too. And before every shot, he's got to dribble between his legs. We're gonna yes. do it. We're gonna do it at. Uh, I think we should hold it at the court upstairs in our office at the pop shot. Uh, we should do it. We should do it at Brad Sellers court in Warrensville. Brad that's Sellers a great Arena. Point. I, maybe the maybe the warm up will be me and Earl playing one on one. Beautiful. A- warm up act. A- hey, we got. Hey, we got two more though, All and right. the last one's gonna take some Go time. These have been uh, really good. He my did one with one. actors that's gonna make me lose. And by my the way, mind, I'll forget at the end of the show, so I want to take ten seconds right now. Anthony is directing today's show. Yeah, he's done a nice job. And Good Anthony, job. I haven't noticed a missed beat. You've been on I all missed, your I great job. all your takes. I know Steve is behind you telling yeah. you what to do. But I, you've done a really good job. I did happen to notice early there was a graphic that was up that should he have been up. He did mention one. Broncos <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. I noticed that, but besides that, I didn't notice anything. Well, well done, very good. Great job. Uh, two more real quick. Keep cut trade. Cavs LeBron, Heat LeBron, Lakers LeBron. Mm. Cutting Lakers, LeBron. Yeah, that's easy. I'm keeping Heat, LeBron, and I'm trading Cavs, LeBron. I, I'm keep I'm keeping Cavs, LeBron, trading Heat, LeBron, and cutting Lakers. I'm LeBron. with Bull on this one. So we both agree that we're cutting Lakers. Yeah, that, I mean to me that's yeah. easy. Uh, LeBron, yeah. LeBron, I believe the peak of his powers was to me was 2017, 2018. Um, had the mental status. He knew how to control the game. I've never seen him person control a game like he did against the Boston Celtics in, in game seven. 
when, when we had those. Oh my! Goodness. He controlled that whole thing. You're right he, about the maturity. Uh, part. He just he, he just that. Oh gosh! Did we, uh, I'm keeping uh, that that Cleveland LeBron, LeBron. I'm going to trade that Miami LeBron because he can get whoever he wanted. That was his peak of his okay. physical powers. He can get whatever. Well, he wanted so it's to a trade. clean sweep. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to admit that I was wrong, and I'm going to jump on board with you guys because you make a good point about the mental yeah. acuity that he had acquired. When he left here, I thought that he was the most yeah. complete player I've ever, on the planet of any era of living. all time. Defense, offense, game takeover skills, clutch skills, and mental skills. He had it all. And the physical drop-off from Miami to back in Cleveland was less than that the mental is. upgrade. You're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. The, yeah. In my opinion, I agree. Cavs is the key. You trade the heat. Even though maybe the sustained success in Miami was a little bit, the peak was a little longer. It was. The best LeBron was here. Was the second coming when he came back, and that was the, the best version. All right, this one has a little caveat. There's four categories for this last one. You put yourself in the mindset. You run Warner Brothers Studios. These are actors. Yep. If you trade this person in an actor scenario, he's going to Lionsgate G, is that what we decided? <laughs> yeah, go right to Lionsgate. Shout Lionsgate. Out to 50 he goes to Bollywood, according yeah. to Anthony. So yeah. that is that is so there's a caveat. So there's four actors. You keep cut trade and you franchise tag. Franchise tag means you get to make one more movie with that person, and then they retire from acting forever. Oh wow. So there's four. Are you ready? I'm ready. Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jack Nicholson Jesus. and Robert De Niro. I got it. I mean, I know, wow. Th those are four of the all-time greats. Can I start with the franchise? It's got to be De Niro. He's probably only got one good movie left in him. I He's mean, the oldest. Although Jack's probably yeah, Nicholson as old. might be older. I thought he Nicholson was dead. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear to goodness, I thought I'm like, oh, oh God, no, 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 no. Dang, Jack's still kicking. Uh, Jack is Jack. Oh my Dang, God. Man, are we getting their whole careers or just where their careers are now? They get the whole careers. Yeah. You... Okay. Because like, Denis well, has been making crappy tricky, movies though. lately. Low key. Yeah, he's been making some bad. Anthony has, did pick a black and white lately. picture. G, I can see why you think he's dead here, but he's very much alive. Oh my God, this is now. I'll start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start. Go it's easy money. You already know where I'm going. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, you know what this? You know what the jazz chamber smell like? Pine oil. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington is. I'm keeping him. Um, I am going to franchise uh, Tom Hanks. I think he has more left in him. One good more movie. Giving him opportunity to get him an Oscar, um, Jack Nicholson. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta retire. We're putting him out the pasture. You're cutting Jack. Jack gotta go. But Jack how much go. trade value does De Niro have? Uh, uh, He's made some bombs lately. Uh, uh, enough to get something back because people think that he got a le something left in the tank. Well, I've learned last I, couple years he doesn't. You know what's crazy? <laughs> what's crazy is I'm physically pained answering this question because I love all four. It hurts. Oh. But here's what I would do. 
I'm with G. I'm keeping Denzel. He's my all-time he favorite He is number actor. one. I agree with that, too. I am I am franchise-tagging Tom Hanks. Yes, sir. There you go. Two for uh, two. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. We're, we're not on the, No, I'm trading Tom Hanks. Sorry. Yeah. Because as much as I love Tom Hanks, he's still got a lot to he's give. Still got, yeah. I can't force him to retire after one more movie. I could get the most out of either Den- – in a trade, I'd get the most for either Denzel or Tom Hanks. I love them both. They're two of my all-time favorites. But if I had to choose, I love Denzel a little more than Tom Hanks. So I would trade Tom Hanks because he – I'm franchise-tagging Jack because Jack only got one more movie left. You think – Nicholson, De- I don't even know if he's making movies But do you anymore. think De Niro has more than one left? No, I'm cutting De Niro because I think he's done. Oh, oh I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with uh, you. Yeah. But here's what I really want to know, and we only have a minute and a half. Can you guys tell us what their gross box office receipts were in the order one to four? So whose movies have made sec. the most money? Who's number two? Who's number three? I would I I would think Denzel. God, they're all got to be in top you know, four. Denzel and Tom Hanks are younger, yeah. so they've made they've been stars in more movies more recently where the money's bigger. So that's yeah, an but advantage I think for them. They do that. I think there's a formula where they do they it. Kind of so even that out. Yeah, the, where inflation is figured into okay. that. The, the fact that the, the fact that you don't you don't have. Uh, I mean, I, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. You don't have Brad Pitt. Well, I think number one is Harrison Ford. If I'm not mistaken, He's, Star Wars. Hey, real quick, I got one super chat. Then you guys can finish this discussion. And Lord, but and, Shuttlesworth uh, says, uh, "Anytime Jay and Bull have a basketball take, a toilet flushes." Continue. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear it. What did you say? <laughs> Shuttlesworth says, anytime Jay or Bull has a basketball take, a toilet flushes. That was our only super chat today. Shuttlesworth, what time's your show? (laughs) Well, first of all, what channel is it on? And then what Uh, time is it? And then you can get back to us. (laughs) Oh, I can't can't find your stat. Is he at least Jesus Shuttlesworth? I just was Shuttlesworth. I just read read what it says. Well, maybe we'll have the stat in overtime, Mike. It's out there. That stat exists. Because um, I've read it before. By the way, the greatest I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick. We got ten seconds. Oh, oh man, man, man. Jesus Shuttlesworth or uh, my man from uh, Six Man, uh, Antoine. Uh... Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.